Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Chris. I'm Andy. And this is My Vagina Said What? We're back. Welcome to another episode. We are so glad you could join us. How do we even have this job? I know. I'm having so much fun. (laughs) My mom was telling me this weekend she likes our mission, which is to talk about all the body stuff. Right. But she can absolutely not get over the name. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I told my daughter's teacher about it. And then she... Wait. I did. I told my daughter's teacher that I won a podcast contest. Chris. And I told her the name of the show. TMI. No, not TMI. I'll tell everybody. I'm (laughs) sharing it with the world. So then um, a couple days later, she comes back and she tells me that she's explaining to the other teachers the name of the show. Uh-huh. and how hard it was for her to keep a straight face. <laughs> she wasn't supposed to keep a straight face. I know. It's supposed That's to so be... funny. It is funny and interesting. So what's been up with you? When we FaceTimed the other day, you had all these dots all over your face. Yeah, I got a facial treatment, and I actually don't really know what I got. I looked up their website the other day because I was thinking... What treatment did I just receive? And I actually have no idea. You don't know what you paid for? I really don't. I went under (laughs) all these different categories. Right. All of them sounded like that was what I had done. So what do you think you had done? It was like they took this plastic head and they put it over my face and it made all these dots, impressions all over my head to kill off 
my top layer of skin. Okay. So was it like a laser? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know. I told the lady I have sun damage. And so I have like uneven skin tone. And I just wanted to get that looked at. And she said, oh, we could do this. And I said, okay. And you don't remember what she said? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say that your skin is glowing today. You look great. Thank you. So it really worked. Yeah, I liked it, whatever it was. Nice. So I recommend that to all of our everyday vaginas. Go out and just say, I'll take whatever you recommend. (laughs) How are you even recommending anything and you don't know the name of it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So what else have you had done? Before that, I had tried microdermablasion. I'd done a vitamin C facial and I had dermablading. Wow. And it just still wasn't changing my discoloration. I want to get that microdermablasion. Like, I want to get that to take off the top layer of my skin. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. to see what's underneath. You have beautiful skin. Aww, I don't think you. you need to do that at all. You don't see the dark spots that I see. No. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I also want to get electrolysis. I have like this spot on my chin uh, that started off with one hair and has grown into an area mm. that I have to take care of and manicure every day. So I want to get electrolysis or a skin transplant. That would be cool. If I like take the skin from my ass and put it on my chin. Why the skin from your ass? Because it's like the smoothest part of my body. Oh, ass skin is nice. (laughs) Maybe they could rip off that tattoo you have on your ass. Funny, funny. Yeah, that was a revenge tattoo. Why don't you tell our listeners about it? About what? It was a revenge tattoo. That's all I'm going to say. It is a bite mark. Bite mark. And it is bleeding. It has blood. And I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, it seemed like a good idea. (laughs) Well, I do think it was a great idea because I've gotten to make fun of you for it for how long? Yeah, it's awesome. Probably 10 years. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's been definitely worth it for me. Yeah. Once I get it removed, then what are you going to make fun of? I'll find something. (laughs) I have bruises, though, all over my body. As I've gotten older, I run into one table and I am a bruised catastrophe. Does that happen to you? (laughs) No, I can't really sympathize. I have brown skin. So you don't get bruises? Not really. It takes a lot for me to, for a bruise to actually show up. That's great. Yeah. Jelly. (laughs) So, Chris, what is your vagina saying to you today? It's actually my boobs that have been shouting for some attention. Oh, my boobs are saying, get some new bras. Today, we are talking boobs, or in my case, the lack thereof. (laughs) Chris, can you describe your titties for us? (laughs) (laughs) This is so funny, me describing my boobs. Humiliating. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really embarrassed, you know. Um, My boobs are different sizes. One is a C cup. One is a D cup. Um, So pretty much, I have no bras that fit. Yeah. Um, they've always been kind of saggy. My nipples came in at the bottom. Okay. So they're like udders. My mom used to call them udders, like milk udders. You had udders even as like a teenager? That's how they came in. No uh. lie. <laughs> they came in with the nipple at the bottom. And when I was nursing uh, my daughter, that just solidified the whole udders terminology that my mom likes to use. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
She, I would like to testify that I have seen you in a bathing suit many a time, and I have never thought you had saggy boobs. I thought your boobs were beautiful. Oh, I thank you. They do present well in a bra. And you get beautiful cleavage. Oh, I love my cleavage. Yeah. I'd be lost without my boobs. Anyway, I've always appreciated the way you love boobs. Mm-hmm. How would you describe yours? Mm, deflated water balloons with a proportionally equal-sized nipple. <laughs> Tater tots. <laughs> You've always been so boob-obsessed. I know. My favorite boobs were when I was pregnant. I liked the look of my engorged nursing boobs, aside from the veins. Like, the veins were a little much, yeah. but the engorged size was nice. Obviously, it came with leakage and pain, but it would be worth it sometimes for me to, like, let them swell up and walk around. Oh, yeah. You were so proud of those breastfeeding boobs. Yeah. I had zero chance of having boobs. So all the women on my dad's side are essentially inverted. And (laughs) my mom is very small chested. Oh, my mom has perfect breasts. They're like a perfect C cup. The nipples on top. They are just a nice, solid, beautiful boob. I've always thought my mom had beautiful boobs. I think I got my boobs from my dad's side because now that I think about it, my mom's mom. My grandma had little boobs too. Yeah. So you f- must feel pretty fortunate. I do. Yeah. I like them. I know. I like them. <laughs> Thank you. I'm looking at them right now <laughs> and they look great. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to share this funniest story of when you got so mad at me. Oh my God. Because... You got called out for having terrible bras. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. So we had a girls weekend and we were sitting on the patio and somehow the conversation got to bras. And then one of them says, funny, I didn't think you had a bra on. Referring to Chris, who did not appear to have a bra on. Whatever. I think I had on some black thing without any underwire in it. Because I do remember at the time, I would cut the underwire out of bras and I would buy the cheapest thing I could find. Um, I almost never brought, bought bras. I just would keep them forever. And I never realized that I needed a new bra until they called me out. So we went to the store because the outlets were nearby where we were. I would like were. to rewind and talk about how offended and mad she was at us for calling out her, her for not having a good bra on. Of course I was offended. I was old to just be finally buying decent bras. Clearly, because when we got to the store and you took your shirt off and started trying bras on in the middle of the store, it was Uh, clearly your first time ever doing that. No, obviously it wasn't the first time, you know, and I did. And I, okay. (laughs) So in my defense, I was at the back corner of the store. First of all, not in the middle of the store. Secondly, I was trying bras on top of my existing crappy bra. Mm -hmm. That you could see right through and you you could could see see her nipple. You could not see through it. I do remember distinctly it was black and you could not see through it. I think it was a nude colored bra. Yeah, I think you're just jealous because I got tits. (laughs) (laughs) So mean. Anyway... It was then that I realized that I should be investing in myself and buying decent bras. And I had never felt what a well-fitted bra felt like. And it was amazing. I loved it. And since then, I make it a point to go out and buy new bras every couple of months. 
Um, I'm I'm pretty much due now for some new bras. I, every couple months? Yeah, every six months or so. Seriously? Yeah. I keep my bras for a good 15 plus years. But I'm also the kind of girl I get home and I rip that thing right off my body. Well, so do I. But it is generally recommended that you buy a new bra every six to nine months. Who recommends that? <laughs> well, I think I found it on Google somewhere. You were just looking for a reason to buy bras. Uh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am loving all of my new bras. I really am. They can last a really long time. I have some bras that are pretty old. Granted, they are probably from the era before I was buying decent bras, so they don't count. I probably should just pitch them. I was just going to say that, so good job for catching yourself. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I do try to take care of the bras that I have. Um, for the most part, I do try not to dry them. I'm not saying they never get dried because every once in a while, one will get tossed in the dryer and it just is what it is. But I try to take care of them. And I'm really um, a fan of the T-back front closures. They are the most comfortable to me. And I can pretty much make it so that my straps don't show. Mm, that part is nice. The strap's not showing. Right. So, yeah. Well, we are going to go pee real quick. We're going to compare bras. I want to see if she has a front closure on right now because that sounds like she is mm, an old lady. It, it is not and an we'll old lady. And we'll be right lady. back. Thanks for sticking with us. A front closure bra is not an old lady bra. I think it might be. Really? Because that's what my daughter wears and she's 15. Oh. Yeah. So no, it's not an old lady bra. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm not showing you. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back. You know, I was just thinking about how important boobs can be to a woman. You know, I was so stressed about losing my boobs when I stopped nursing. I almost wanted to keep nursing my 15-month-old. Yeah, I remember having that fear too. Boobs can be so defining for us as women, kind of like our hair can be. Yes, that's so true. Do we define men by their balls? No, but we talk about them. Who talks about balls? I don't talk about balls. Do you oh. talk about balls? No. <laughs> well, I guess we could if we wanted to. I guess we could, but no, I don't talk about balls. But I do think that, you know, men's balls sag just like our boobs do. And it's very unfair. <laughs> Why are we talking about balls anyway? Oh, that's right. Because I brought it up. Whatever. <laughs> 
I still remem- remember Bullet Boobs Betty the Lunch Lady from Elementary. Oh, I had one of those too. You did? I did. It was like a, a big cone. I hope that that is just an American institution. Everybody gets a Bullet Boobs Betty <laughs> in their lunch. <laughs> Actually, I think the lunch ladies nowadays, they're fly. Oh, yeah. They don't wear those same bras. What were they made of? I don't know. Because they were erect as a... a Street cones. So pointy. Yeah. And it makes me think of Dolly Parton, Pamela Anderson, people who are just really defined by their boobs. They really are. Okay. Well, anyway, are your boobs the same size? Mm-hmm. They're both non-existent. That's interesting. And it's actually kind of rare. Why? One boob is usually about one-fifth larger than the other boob. And guess which boob is usually larger? Mm, I love 50-50. I'm going to go left. Yes. Okay. But for me, it probably would be the right because I have this thing where my right hand is bigger than my left. I have like one big hand and one like one masculine, one feminine hand. You have one man hand. I have one man hand. That's exactly (laughs) the case. Yes. Because I am extremely right-handed. Like I do almost nothing with my left hand. So as you could guess, I bet you my right boob is probably the D cup and my left boob is the C cup. I really do have sympathy for how difficult it must be for you to find a bra. They should make that, since so many women have this issue of having different size breasts, you should be able to go online and buy a bra that accommodates, if you have it, one D boob and one C boob, you should be able to buy a bra like that. I agree. I'm pretty jealous of you too. I would love to wear a tube top. You can go outside without a bra on. Can you imagine me in a tube top with no bra? They'd be on the floor. (laughs) According to the World Population Review, the average breast size varies by country. So I'm going to say a country and then you guess what the average boob size is. And I'm going to do the US last. Okay, Okay. Okay. So Russia. I'm thinking a gymnast. So I'm going to go... A. See, that's weird because I'm thinking like Russian babuskas. Oh, like the lunch lady. Yes. I'm thinking like D's, but it's actually B or C. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So China. I'm going to go A. Double A or A. Okay. That was a good guess. England. I'm going to go B. C. Okay. England's got some titties. They got some titties. Zimbabwe. That's going to have to be an A. Really? Why would you think that? Because it's Africa. I know, but I'm thinking Africa, big boobs, black women. (laughs) You saw one National Geographic magazine of an African with enormous boobs nursing. I know. No, I'm just thinking black women in general tend to be on the larger side, um, especially when it comes to boobs and stuff, you know. But no, you were right. It's A. It's actually double A. Okay. Which is surprising. Not me. <laughs> Columbia. Mm, I'm going to say C. It is BC. Okay. Good guess. Okay. okay, US. I'll say C. That was a good guess. You're right. Okay. You did good. Thank you. You did good. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Now that you got us talking about this, can we... Take a pause real quick. Let's look up who has the biggest boobs in the world. Oh, that's such a good idea. Hold on. Okay, so it's Annie Hawkins Turner, originally from Atlanta, Georgia. 
She boasts the world's largest natural breasts. Her gigantic size is 102 triple Z, (laughs) weighing nearly 85 pounds each, which is heavier than the average four-year-old child. Stop. Move over. I have to see it. Yes. Look at this picture. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Annie, you are a national treasure. Yes. Holy cow, we got to post this for our everyday vaginas. Oh, her breasts are massive. Did you know that when you exercise, your breasts move in a figure eight shape? I did not know that because I do not exercise. Oh, I think mine make more of a comma. (laughs) (laughs) And did you know that sleeping on your stomach can actually change the shape of your breasts? Seriously, can we not even sleep without consequences? I know. Maybe I need to sleep suspended horizontally over my bed to let my boobs be taken over by gravity. Uh, Gravity is the enemy of boobs and balls because, again, they're saggy too, and no one ever talks about that. Here we go again. You, (laughs) you keep bringing up the balls. Well, you know, boobs are the female balls. You think? I don't know. (laughs) What do you like best about your boobs, and what are your greatest challenges? Truth be told, as much as I complain about my nipples, They are my favorite part. Really? Because they're massive. I I like that they're so big. They're about the size of the end of my pinky. I like the size of my boobs. Um, They're like my security blanket. Like if they get any smaller, I think I will be really uncomfortable with it. I I wouldn't mind if they were both a C cup and not one D, one C. Right. So I wouldn't mind if they were both a C cup, but any smaller than that. And I don't know. I, I would feel awkward. Okay. And what is your greatest challenge? Um, that they're so saggy. Like, I, I wish I could get a boob lift. Okay. So my nipples can get put up top like my mom's. <laughs> and what about you? What's you, What do you like best and what do you like least? I think I like how they don't get in the way. I don't have to wear a bra. And I think my greatest challenge would be not having boob envy. If you don't like your boobs so much, Andy, why don't you get a boob job? I don't know. I guess I just try not to care about it. And as a side note, one of my favorite things about boobs is all the funny names that we can call them. (laughs) (laughs) Some ridiculous things like Tig-O-Bitties. Tig-O-Bitties. That's a classic. What about headlights? Sweater meat. (laughs) I like sweater meat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Naughty pillow. Ew. Bazonga. Iraq. Chest puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Sweater stretchers. Breastises. <laughs> Fun bags. Chesticles. <laughs> um, breasticle. What is your favorite term? I like titty. I'd say my favorite is boob. Yeah, you would say boob. So predictable. (laughs) (laughs) We have an everyday vagina here. Her name is Tiffany, and she's here to tell us about what she had done to her boobs. Tiffany, what type of breast augmentation did you have done? So I had a breast reduction. Okay. Which was caused because by the time I was a senior in high school, I was a triple D slash E in one breast and a triple D in the other. Oh, so they were different sizes. Yes. 
triple D slash E. Yes. So I was in sports and I was wearing three sports bras at that time. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That had to be really uh, difficult, especially on your back. Yes. Yeah, so that's actually why I first thought about the breast reduction. I was visiting my nurse practitioner for something at the time. I don't remember what. And she noticed that I had divots in my shoulders. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I told her, well, obviously, hello. Um, but because they were so uneven, like everybody's boobs are uneven, I think. But when you're yes. that large, the unevenness is a lot more obvious. Right. Um, so what it was doing was causing a lot of back pain. And she actually took an x-ray of my back uh-huh. and my spine. You could like see the muscles kind of like twisted around it because they were Jeez. compensating for the unevenness. Oh if you don't mind me goodness. asking, what size were you pants-wise? Um, senior. I was probably a size 12 slash 14. Okay. So you were 10. small. And I'm 5'10", yeah. Right, which means you were pretty small yeah. to have such large breasts. Yeah, I wasn't overweight. I mean, I wasn't a twig, but I wasn't obese. And so how old were you when you got the reduction? So that was around 18, 19. I didn't get the reduction until my right after I graduated college. I was 22. But and how was the recovery? Yeah, and my nurse practitioner actually suggested it, and it was covered in, by insurance because of the x-ray showing the tension on my back and because I had divots. Wow. So what was the recovery like? Um, it was, it was bad. <laughs> it was not pleasant. Um, the surgery itself was a little over five hours. That's a really? long surgery. Yeah. And they have you like in kind of a, you're kind of sitting up a little bit with your arms out the whole time. So your arms get really sore. Yeah. Um, they have you inclined so that they can get the position correct. Um, because I have the old, I know they've come a long way, but I have the old school, what they call the anchor scar. Okay. So it's underneath the boob and then up to the nipple and around the nipple. So they literally removed mine. Wow. Um, are you happy the, with the results? Yes. So I actually went down to a D, just a single D. <laughs> and they're even. Um, so they were. They were oh, even. Okay. Um, and then when I had babies, <laughs> um, and just from like gaining weight and losing weight as we do over the years, uh-huh. um, the left one was the extremely large one. And now the right one is slightly larger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are are you happy with the results? Yeah. I mean, the craziest thing is that the divots went away like almost instantaneously. Wow. Ah. Here's another fun fact. When I went in for my consultation appointment, they weighed my boobs. They literally put a scale <laughs> on the table and I like flop them up. They were 18 pounds. Oh, oh man. dang. <laughs> and they told me that they removed four pounds. Nice. You got uh, an eight pound reduction. Yep. Weight loss overnight. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, I would actually, I would totally recommend it to anybody. Um, I'm sure they've come a long way. I mean, this was what, 20, 25 years, 23 years ago? Yeah. 
Well, so like you said, they did change after you, you had children. Yeah, they still, well, they changed after children. And then, you know, I got, I lost like 30 pounds. They changed again. Uh-huh. It's kind of like anytime the weight fluctuates, they still change. They never got as big as they were. Yeah. But. What's your cup size now? I'm probably a double D. A double D is a nice size. Yeah. Definitely in the right boob. I'm definitely a double D in the right boob. I have the same problem though. I have one boob that's a D and one that's a C cup. So I'm I'm struggling with my bras. I know, and you I know. It's such it's such a pain. Because the bigger you are, the more noticeable the size difference is. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Great and helpful information. All right. The next everyday vagina we have for you is Sam. Welcome, Sam. Thanks, Andy and Chris. So what led you to pursue your breast enhancement? Um, When I was younger, as I was developing, I was quite lopsided. And I went to see a doctor about if there was anything I could do to fix the symmetry of my breast. So noticeably lopsided even as like a younger teenager at that age or was it as you got into say early 20s? Um, I would say high school. Okay. It was very noticeable. Once I was an A, <clears throat> the other side was a strong B. And when you went to the doctor, how did they handle that? What did you come up with? Um, the plastic surgeon actually did some testing and found that I had Poland syndrome which is when one side of your body is weaker than the other side. So he felt that that was a result. Of the bigger breast. Yes. Wow. Okay. And so you got a breast enhancement just on one side. Correct. Yes. yes. And then afterward, were they able to size it properly to make them look symmetrical? Yes. <clears throat> like I've been told I have a teardrop titties and they both look like teardrops. Very, very symmetrical. Amazing. And did they feel the same? I think they do. Yes. But I also did spend a lot of time after the surgery. Um, they, they gave advice to rub the breasts so that the scar tissue doesn't build up and form and get hard. And I made sure I did that. Do you recall what kind of implant you received? I did have a saline implant. Okay. And what was the recovery like? <clears throat> Very easy. It was just... Um, minimal stitching around the nipple that they lifted to make the the breast symmetrical. And there was a tiny scar under my breast where the implant was inserted. So overall, were you happy with the results? Extremely. Ah, and still now? Mm, I wish I was bigger. Okay. All right. Do you have any advice for somebody who is considering getting an implant? Just do it. Well, thank you so much, Sam. Very helpful. And thank you for being willing to share your story with our listeners. Yeah. I love when women tell me about their boobs. I always learn so much. This was fun boob talk. It was. I hope you all enjoyed hearing about our boobs and what our bodies are saying to us. For comments, questions, or to let us know what your body or vagina is saying to you, please email us at myvaginasaidwhat at gmail.com. DM and follow us on Instagram at hashtag myvaginasaidwhat. Listen, subscribe, and rate us on Seneca Women and iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. 
Our vagina knowledge is based solely on our experience as vagina owners. Please see your doctor if you have any concerns about your vagina. What? Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.